0: Hey, good evening, Charlie. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good, good. And uh, by next episode, I'm going to make some opening segment, just so you know. (laughs) So this is the Let's Talk JMMA with Charlie Jewett from Sogo-kaku.com, episode five. Yes. Let's go right into the Rising 27? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Now, the fight cards were announced. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, let's see. What's your
1: uh, thoughts on the fight card? First of all, let me pull that up. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think Rising's doing the best they can under mm-hmm. the circumstances of not being able to bring in foreign fighters, essentially. Right. And I mean, it's in Nagoya. A lot of fighters from the region on the card, so it kind of makes sense. And mm-hmm. um, I think they're for what they have. And obviously, this is kind of like a placeholder card. Mm-hmm. I feel like they want to do a bigger card after this. And May is, I think, going when they want to do their big event.
0: Yeah, exactly. This that's why I want to actually talk about that too, because yeah. Takakiba did talk uh publicly that he's gonna postpone the Bantamweight Grand Prix opening rounds to May. Mm-hmm. You know, he was planning right. on doing April, then mm-hmm. May in Osaka, but now May in Osaka is gonna be the first round.
1: Right. He really wanna do the Tokyo Dome show, I think. Right. And I think They're trying to save up some fights for that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is kind of a filler card. It's got some solid fights on it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say it's like normal, super high-quality card. But it's got some good fights on it. But I think this is definitely kind of a placeholder while they're waiting for a situation where they can get enough seats in the stadium. Mm -hmm. They're essentially waiting for the 50% cap to be lifted to any kind of higher number. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole... Wish that Sakakiba has because right now the max he can get is five thousand, right, even though right, right. anywhere it's five thousand, so yeah, it looked was, like they were gonna raise it, and then the numbers got bad again, so they kind of made everything strictly right. so I think he really wants to do the Tokyo Dome show in the end of May as right. a second
0: round opening rounds, which will he needs guy like Horiguchi to fight, and you know right. like, all guys from the foreign country, you know, yeah, otherwise it doesn't make sense. But anyway so for this Rising 27 uh, the main event is the women's title fight between Ayaka and Kana Asakura which is probably the first time in history of Japanese MMA that women's are uh, headlining a
1: major promotion big promotions yeah if it's not it's the first time in a very long time long time right and um they're also doing a good job promoting it as well because uh, they do like the Rising Confession series mhm and is Pretty much all about Hamasaki and Asakura. Yeah, and then they also did. They're playing around with YouTube, trying to kind of increase their audience and take advantage of that. And they released a series of videos with uh, Hamasaki and Horiguchi went kind of camping and fishing together.
0: Yeah, with that actress that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I talked about that. So yeah. they're
1: doing a good job of trying to promote Hamasaki and Asakura. And um, people outside of Japan may not be aware that a. Uh, Kana Asakura is actually, as far as Rising Fighters go, one of the more popular fighters in Rising. Very popular, yes. Right. So um, now, like, if you look at like the YouTube views and the social media following, she's pretty high up the list mm-hmm. of Rising Fighters. Hamasaki isn't, but I think that's kind of misleading. It's, it's not that Hamasaki is unpopular. I would say that Hamasaki's audience... Doesn't normally watch YouTube or use social media.
0: Exactly, that's it. Because now you know, it seems like a Japanese MMA fans. Their brains kind of brainwashed by the YouTube. Now they only look at the YouTube numbers and Twitter
1: followers. But there's a set of audience who doesn't really watch YouTube. You know, right? Exactly. Um, she even said so herself, like in the Rising video. Like, I'm not a YouTuber. I don't promote myself. I'm just out here to fight, essentially. Right. And um. There's like a whole branch of Japanese fight fans. They're just normal people. And they aren't, a lot of Japanese people don't use social media, kind of like in America, because they're kind of hesitant to show their personal life. So there's a lot of people not on social media. And she has a lot of those people following her.
0: Right. And really, the big core of the Japanese fight fans, I, I got the sense that they're not really listen to YouTube. They don't really watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, you know, like the dropkick broadcast I do with Mr. Saito in Japan, those are. Yeah paid broadcast, right? And we Mm decided putting that on YouTube as well, which is free after Mm -hmm. the paid broadcast. We score more, more people watch
1: paid broadcast more than the YouTube, you know? kind of interesting. What I've noticed is Japan has like very accepted traditional channels of media. Exactly, right. And I think the highest read, highest circulated newspaper in the world is still in Japan. Yes. Whereas like in the US, like newspaper circulation is kind of going down. Still very strong in Japan, so yeah. Um, to me is NHK, centralized, right? You yeah, know, yeah. So everything in is NHK, newspapers, the official
0: channels—that's right. What people watch, right? So, like my dropkick stuff is on Nico, Nico Doga, which is another established platform, right? And I think it seems like older generations who is willing to pay for it Yeah. watching that than YouTube, because they
1: they feel that some of the things YouTube is not true. But also. <laughs> Like the the most popular YouTubers from Ryzen are what, Asakura Mikuru and Asakura Kai. Right. And people at my company know who they are, mm-hmm. but they aren't fight fans. They're not known for fighters. They're YouTubers. It's a very definite divide. So. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So, exactly. So, and then, but this time, the YouTuber is not on the card. So, exactly. Hamasaki, Asakura. And besides that, from what I read, on the Japanese, you know, Twitter's and all kinds of fans seems like they're kind of interested in seeing this Kreberu Koike against Majima. Huh? Yeah.
1: What well, makes sense? I mean, I've been saying this every time you ask, pretty much. But uh, Koike made a huge impression. Yes, I mean, guy came in, he's gotten the rub from his friend Souza, who's also mm-hmm. very popular, and he just destroyed a guy that's never really been destroyed. Right. I mean, um. He was a PXC champion. His opponent, Mm -hmm. and I also don't know if he'd ever been finished before. Don't quote me on that. But um, also, isn't this card close to where they're both located? Yeah, exactly. They're in Shizuoka,
0: right?
1: Yeah, so I mean, they're very close. I remember from like an earlier Rising Confession video that Soza is actually very popular in the town he lives in. Mm -hmm. He teaches like a bunch of kids jujitsu, and he's very much integrated in the community. So, I mean, they're going to get a lot of local support. And when you win like that, people are going to notice.
0: Right. And uh, on the other end of the corner, which is Majima, which is my client, uh, yeah. I took his photo of uh, working as a welder.
1: And yes, I saw that. Really, I saw that.
0: Yeah, a lot of fans really liked that. You know, like yes. I think most of the fathers loved it, the fact he worked during the day, only trains at night, you know.
1: I didn't know you took that picture. I actually saw that picture circulating online. So it was a well-done uh, maneuver on your part. Um, people love that because a lot of people don't really like think. I mean, Japan, I feel like, has way more casual fight fans oh, yeah. than, say, the U.S., so mm-hmm. they won't know the explicit details about each fighter. Right. And so, like, when you find out that this guy's a welder, it's like, oh, he has a real job. and He's out there busting his butt, doing a really difficult, demanding labor job, and then he's a fighter as well. It's just going to make people like you, I feel like. Yeah, exactly, right. So, like I say, I think all the fathers are going to cheer for him. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, like what, on the old uh, Ninja Warrior or Sasuke? Oh, yeah, yeah. They had the really popular Japanese guy that they always talked about he's a fisherman. And they always showed pictures of him on his fishing boat. So, right. I feel right. like that F- Japanese people definitely like it when they can learn a little bit more about the fighters. Because, as you know, a lot of Japanese fighters are very reserved about their personal lives. Exactly. Like right. Zero details. So...
0: And and in fact, as many Japanese fighters, they work, but they don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know, for some reason, they don't talk about
1: it. Maybe they're not allowed to, you know? I just feel like there's this old kind of aspect where, like, Mm -hmm. you just don't talk about your personal life. You just kind of, 頑張ります. Right. Just very direct kind of blank boilerplate answers normally. Exactly.
0: I mean, originally, actually, Ryzey wanted to send a crew to get a video shoot
1: going on in, oh, wow. inside yeah, his factory and stuff, but that wasn't possible because of security reasons. Yeah, that reason sounds and difficult. I mean, it also sounds yeah. dangerous to have people filming inside of an active construction site. Right, right.
0: <laughs> so but, so um, that's a one fight I think a lot of fans are talking about. Also, I, I noticed that the many Japanese fans uh, really have a high
1: hope for Sudario Tsuyoshi. Yes, yeah, so I will admit I'm kind of disappointed in the opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they seem to be kind of taking a Gabby Garcia approach, <laughs> which is just like we're going to throw a bunch of pro wrestlers at them. And allow, it, it makes sense because they're allowing him to develop right. and get ring experience. Right. But I feel like he needs a little bit of friction. Yes, and he needs to. Yeah, I think after this fight, they need to get booked somebody who is a little bit better. Now I will say at the yeah. 20th anniversary, he got called out. Right, by Sekine, right? Yeah, exactly. Which I think might be a little too high skill level right now. <laughs> I mean, that guy's well, had a ton of got a ton of experience. Exactly. I
0: but I know I'm so sorry to say this to Mr. Sekine, but I yeah. think Dario is already far tougher than yeah. Sekine. Dario
1: is just so freakishly strong. Yes, exactly, right. And that like I feel like he can get forgiven for a lack of technical skill because he's so strong. Right. But only to a Sek- level, though. But, right. I'd now- like to see the Sakina, fi- get Sakina fight kind of get built up to. Yeah. Maybe because Sakina is also a pro wrestler. So
0: exactly. if they're going to do the whole
1: pro wrestling thing, let it build up to but, the Sakina fight. Well, they probably to-
0: do that because I. I doubt that they can bring in uh, fighters from foreign country. Not
1: yet, right. right? And in terms of Japanese heavyweights, there's not much talents there, really. True. But he needs to not make the mistake that Gabby Garcia did, where Gabby Garcia kind of got upset, it seemed like, about the match booking, Right. And then she made a big mistake, which was I think she kind of overvalued herself. And then she made some mistakes. She went to shoot boxing. She got DQ'd. She missed weight and then gone, she's just, they right. are never gonna bring her back. Once you start yeah. making mistakes and complaining, it's just, you're out. Yeah, still so not making sense
0: in terms of investment too, you know? Right, uh, right,
1: but you know, but Sudario, I think
0: it's, I think a lot of fans and also the experts in Japan, Japanese MMA are saying that he may be the next one who might make it to the UFC or and do decent and blah, blah, blah. I think it's too early to talk about yeah, that,
1: exactly. yeah, you know? He also has two promotional things helping him out in that they've promoted him well and that he's supporting his mother. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely helped promote him. And Mm -hmm. they're kind of connecting him to Ensign Inoue, who's a very famous fighter in Japan. Right. Whenever whenever they post a picture of Sidario, Ensign's in the background. Mm -hmm. So it's a very clever way of kind of connecting them together, getting the rub from Ensign, kind of putting some of it on Sedario. So I think they're promoting him very well. Yeah, and Ensign is a legend in Japanese MMA. Yes, exactly. I and mean, the guy has a tap at
0: win over Randy Couture and stuff, yeah. you know, you have to, right? Yeah. So it's a good way to promote him. Mm-hmm. Now, exactly. Out of this uh, Rising 27 cards, if you have to choose one card that you're really looking forward to, which one would be for you? Which fight am
1: i most looking forward um, to? Um, no. uh, let's think. man. there's... Hmm. I mean... If I'm just on top of my head, top three that I'm looking forward to in no particular order are Koike, Hamasaki, and Soza, those fights. Mm. No. Now, the reason I'm not that – Hamasaki, Kana Asakura, uh-huh. I'm not going to rank as high. I like both those fighters. I just don't think Asakura's changed enough. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the same fight as the first fight. I think it's a clear favorite is Hamasaki. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. she hasn't shown a massive improvement, mm-hmm. and um, which kind of leaves – the Koike and the Sousa fights in, the, in Koike versus Mejima, they have Majima, They have a good potential to be good fights.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I, want, I, mean, I don't know about other people, when I like to watch a fight, I don't really want to watch a squash match. I want to kind of see a back and forth right. affair. So those are the two fights that I'm most excited for. Sure.
0: And the Souza against Tokudome, how do you see yeah. that going? I mean, I well, a me- lot of promoters, I mean, promoters obviously think the Souza is going to win. So as many fans. But... Mm-hmm. From what uh, I hear from the fighters
1: in Japan, many fighters are actually picking Tokudome to win this one, actually. It's very interesting. Um yeah. so is this still a giant question mark to me, which is kind of strange to say for a guy with the win fights. Mm-hmm. But um his wins have always been somewhat very dominant wins. But his loss was so strange. And his whole training situation where he just trains himself at his jujitsu school, I think like eventually has to catch up with him. Uh-huh. Like just the fact that you're only training yourself with your friends. Right. I feel like eventually is going to catch up with you. Uh-huh. And he got just TKO'd I know he broke a bone in his face, but it just seemed like so easily again. Was it Johnny Cage? Right. It was Johnny Cage, right. It just seemed so his like his striking was just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that fight just left this impression on me. that like there's a question mark still by him to me. Right. Yes, yeah, so,
0: exactly, So, but I think fans consider that loss as a, sort of like an accident,
1: you know? Right. Maybe right. I kind of pushed some of his brother's loss onto him as well, because mm-hmm. I remember when uh, Nakamura knocked his brother out, I was just like, oh, the Soza brothers can't punch at all. They're both getting taken out with punches. But um, if he gets it to the ground, mm-hmm. I think it'll be over very quickly. Soza is an extremely high level black belt, like he's right. shown that time and time again. Mm-hmm. But if Tokudome can stop that, I feel like he has a chance to win the fight.
0: Right. Although is actually background is Judo, I believe, but he's right. a good striker is what
1: the most of the fighters who has trained with him tells me. You know, so me. with the Judo background, the cool thing about that is a lot of these Jiu-Jitsu guys, mm-hmm. I've noticed, and you probably noticed as well, they're really good on the ground, but not that great at getting it to the ground. Exactly, right. And uh, good luck getting underneath a Judo guy's hips to take him down. But... I mean, anything could happen, and if he somehow rocks Tokodome and gets him down, mm-hmm. Tokodome is in trouble. But if it's on the feet, I see it going Tokodome's way. Yeah. So let's see, right? And this is going to be an interesting one, right? Oh, yeah. So,
0: anyway, so let's go back that. I want to talk about this quickly, about this, how uh, Sakagiba talk, says that, you know, we mentioned earlier, that he's going to postpone the Bantamweight Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And he actually also talked about Horiguchi will probably fight in Bellator or Augusto. September. Yeah. Therefore, they would like to book Horiguchi in May event, and I think he's hoping to do Tokyo Dome show at the end of the May. Right, right. Then he's hoping that he can bring in foreign fighters and blah blah blah. You know. Now, what I heard actually, a couple of days before he said that on the streaming, you know, to when revealed to the public, he I heard he went to Rise show. You Remember the it was Tenshin mm-hmm. Shiro, and according to how Sakagiba felt, was that the fans weren't too excited about that show. That show was flat, so he feels like, okay, maybe we need to wait a little bit. And because the government extended those you know, requests to you know, lockdown to March 21st, so he assumes that he's never... Doing,
1: yeah. Having been to both Rise and Rising shows, mm-hmm. I will say that Rise does a really... Rise tries to copy Ryzen. Yes, I they, see. Uh, yeah, in the way that they, um, uh, how do I say, in the way that they do the event. Essentially, they have Vivi May doing her best Lenny Hart impression. Right. They do all of like the fireworks on the entrances. But I will say that Rise and Rising have very different audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, Rise is like very young, like college students and high schoolers. Is what it looked like to me whenever I go. That's a Younger that's than a rising k
0: audience, right? The young K1
1: audience created by yeah. right. Abema TV, basically. Exactly. They're and they're all, they're all the guys that watch YouTube. I mean, mm-hmm. tension's huge on social media, mm-hmm. so it's just a very much younger. Whereas I would say Risings a more 30s, 40s audience. So that might have been what he was noticing. W- were you there when Tension fought sure again? Oh no, I wasn't there. I was at um, I went to one of his fights last year. Mm. And then I went to one of the uh, – I went to a different one. I went to the um, girls' tournament, the women's tournament at Rise as well. Mm. But I'm, uh, was fans all young people and there was different – Definitely. It,
0: it,
1: it feels very different than Rise. And it, just the audience, the entire vibe of it feels very different whenever I would go because mm-hmm. Rising almost feels like a family event mm. when you go. There's like a bunch of couples there, 30s, 40s. People bring their kids. There's, like, young couples on dates, whereas Rise felt like a lot of, like, very young, like, mm. college students and things like that.
0: Yeah, actually, that makes sense. It's like a family event because it's on national television. So, yeah. right. But on the other end of the coin, I think Rise is more like uh, going to the live concert of the artists, right? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you can't really compare.
1: No. All also, that's what, going I- back to what we were saying earlier. I think Horiguchi also doesn't have, like, an amazing – he's popular in social media, but something crazy. But mm-hmm. I will say Horiguchi huge with that traditional audience we're talking oh, about. Big. Yeah, huge, right. Like, you might say, oh, on social media, he's close to the Asa Kurbo. No he- mm-hmm. Traditional fan base wise, he's way more popular <laughs> than yeah. uh, anyone else in Ryzen. Yeah, and the fact, I think, when he became a, when he beat Coldwell, right?
0: In, and in, I think it was New Year's Eve. And uh, I think that actually made him to the so called household name. Because yeah. I've noticed that some of the popular uh, TV drama and within the dialogue, some of the main characters are saying, oh, what do you, get you wrong?" Kind of stuff, you know? Oh wow, like, really? mean those dialogue on the big popular TV
1: drama. So that's like a household name, right, status? Yeah. yeah. And Rising has like a shop and every once in a while they have a fighter come there. And yes. kind of do a meet yeah. and greet. And when he went there, it was crazy. It was like, they had a video of it. Normally it's like, oh, there's 20 people outside. Mm-hmm. But when he was there, there was like people lined up all around the block. Like the line was hours long. (laughs) So it's like he's definitely a very big deal in
0: writing. But I also noticed that he's aggressively doing so-called collaboration
1: with other YouTuber people. Very recently. He was always doing, I think, a couple months ago, he started really being active on his YouTube. Very active, right. And um, my question is, so he has the same manager as Kana Asakura. Right yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Asakura has been very popular on YouTube, I mean, very, very active on YouTube for a while. So I'm wondering if he's looking at that and going, Oh, she's getting sponsorship money from uh what, TikTok and things uh, like that. Yeah, right. Maybe I should be doing this too.
0: Yeah, too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's the same yeah. management, so why not, right? Yeah, so. Exactly.
1: So, you know, so
0: Horiguchi is a definite big name that he's actually Biggest. a different level at this point, you know? Yeah. It's not about YouTube or followers and that, that, that. None of that yeah. you know? I think exactly. even
1: like my grandpa might know. <laughs> kind of yeah, stuff, exactly. yeah. He's also been, he's the cover of, every time he fights, he's the cover of all the fight magazines. Exactly, right. So, oh. so
0: all right, so let's talk about this next subject, which I wanted to talk about is Deep Jewels, mm-hmm. Sakura, which is, I don't know, yeah. Uh Deep Jewels had the, uh, what is it, uh, Atomweight Grand Prix. Yes. Sakurai, which is a high school fighter who is a clear favorite of the tournament, didn't make weight. Right. And she ended up in the hospital. And I did yes. actually communicate with Mr. Saiki, president of Deep Jewels, that he did actually go to the hospital with her. And he did tell me that he was with her until, like, 11 p.m., you know. Basically, he had the TV and blah, 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 you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, and, were you um, with the Wayans or? I'm sorry. Uh, were you at the weigh-ins? It's not at the weigh-ins. I don't believe the weigh-ins really. They the have, I don't okay. think they're even open to the media. I think they okay. might have just had the Deep Jewels photographer taking pictures and releasing them to the media outlets. Okay. But it sounds like the weigh-ins alone were just kind of a mess. I mean, Amiibo was several hours late and then missed weight. And then uh, her opponent, Fujita, missed weight initially, then reweighed in. Mm-hmm. And then Sakura missed weight and said that she was going to lose the weight and come back in a couple of hours and make the weight. And that's when she was hospitalized. So it just sounds like, I mean, you know, you know as well as I do, Japanese fighters just don't miss weight. No. So to have three people have weight issues in one card is just like a giant star, yeah. like exclamation point. And this, in the case of Sakura, that's twice in a row, right? Right. So um, some people, Saiki. so you'll know this as well. Saiki is often accused of being like, probably the nicest promoter in Japan. Probably. Yeah. And um, he gave her a big pass on the rising one because he was like, Hey, it wasn't her fault. She only had 10 days notice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she did what she could, but now he's kind of like, there's no excuse this time. We've been talking about the Adam tournament since last year. And you missed weight by, what was she was like, she was over by like over a kilo initially, which is a lot. And, um, so now he's talking about punishing her. I think someone said it was like what six months. Yeah, actually, I think I told you I spoke yeah. to Jackie. He said that the decision is
0: to ask her to take a break for six months. Of course, she has to still train and all, but forget the atom weight anymore. She, she just right. comes on 115 straw weight, which is the right, right
1: decision. And she's still growing, it's not high school. Yeah, exactly. bigger, right? So plus I mean, what I'm sure if she does six months and then shows them that she can make the weight the letter come back down to atom weight. Mm-hmm. Is to show them that she can do it responsibly. Like he was talking about. I saw it in like uh, some news outlets that perhaps he was going to make fighters rep- kind of. I remember back when Invicta has having issues; their fighters losing weight all the time. Julie Kedzie started this thing where she wanted the fighters to take a picture of the scale and mail it to her like a couple days before, just to show that they were losing weight and getting close to their target weights. And I think Sakaike said he wants them to like maybe. Fighters like Sakura to send them a picture of their weight the day before the weigh in. Right. Just to show mm-hmm. them that they're getting close.
0: When you really think about it, like in UFC, day you arrive, they check your weight anyway. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and I think Pancras, Deep, and Shoot or whatever, when the fighter from foreign country arrived, they will ask the fighter to take a photo, right. and dip in the scale, and send it to the promoter so they can check to make sure
1: where they're at. Also, you know? one thing that she has going for her is she's mm-hmm. very popular. And so she has that go. If you weren't popular and you made a mistake, they're just going to get rid of you. Right. But when you went to the event, the back of the pamphlet was a picture of her. I mean, she was the promotion for sky ticket on the back of the promotion was a giant thing of her. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a chance to speak to her. She's very involved with the fans. I remember I went to a fight where she lost. I believe she went against, um, forget who she fought, but she lost by armbar. A third of the audience got up and left. (laughs) <laughs> it was just like was ridiculous, I was like oh my god this girl's got a lot of fans and I, I, when I was talking to her I was like are these your like family and friends? And she's like no these are like my fans And so I mean she's very popular getting a lot of support, I mean her YouTube video is no longer the most popular female from that bout I mean from the rising card she was on but initially it skyrocketed to a very high number and was the most watched mm. so she has potential to become very popular and um, she's kind of like in that Kana Asakura, like we're going to promote the high school student and hope they get good. But so I think she's in a good position as regards as that. But I think now's a good time to talk about kind of what Aoki said. Yeah, exactly. You're
0: going her. to get on to that because now, for some reason, Mr. Aoki is now involved, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I will say, I think Shinyaoki loves to talk. <laughs> so. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but. Shinyaoki is a legend in Japanese MMA, mm-hmm. and when he talks, maybe it's worthwhile to listen. And um, he actually has some personal experience involved with Sakura. I was listening to a podcast he did, and he was saying um, her parent, she doesn't train at a gym. Is an important background story for this. She trains at a gym, but she doesn't have, like, a main gym. So she doesn't really have an MMA gym to train. Right, in. so that essentially ma- they call that free in Japan.
0: Yeah, it's a and freelance,
1: basically. very, very rare and kind yeah. of looked down upon. Yeah,
0: stable because you don't belong to the group or some kind of
1: organization or gym. Yeah, you know? I'd say you kind of have to be an established fighter to kind of pull that off, but... Yeah. Um, it has to be a veteran, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Who has a bunch of friends and you just train at their gyms and stuff like that, but it's kind of, but um. so her parents approached Aoki mm-hmm. and were like, hey, can you train our daughter? And because she's very jujitsu based and Aoki's a grappler himself. So he was like, sure, I'll train her. So Aoki started training her and he was like, she's not really into it. He thought that she was showing some kind of like mental weakness. She was um, not training as hard as he thought she should. He wanted her to take it more seriously. So he brought this up to her parents and they essentially got mad at him and were like, hey, come on, just teach her the techniques. Don't worry about her mentality. Which I mean, Aoki Shinya is just like, Shinya Aoki's just like, I don't have time to waste on an athlete who's not going to do what I tell them to do. Yeah. So he cool. stopped training her mm-hmm. and kind of forgot about it. He was just like, whatever, get out. And then he saw that she missed weight on New Year's Eve. And he was like, that's well, kind of weird. Cause, uh, that's actually a heavier weight class than what she normally fights at. And she missed weight. She probably needs coach or something. Mm-hmm. And then randomly, according to him, randomly, like two months later in February, Her dad showed up pissed off and started like yelling at Shinya like he's going to fight him, which is almost like insane to me that you're going to fight Shinya (laughs) Aoki. And his dad is just like, goes to his gym and starts yelling at him. And Aoki's still like, I don't even know what he was talking about. The guy was just yelling at me. It didn't make any sense. All I could think about was like, all he said he could think about was like, wow, I mean, this girl's in a screwed up environment. She has these two parents trying to control her career. And they don't, they aren't allowing a coach to guide her. There's going to be more problems. And then she missed weight again. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I told you all that there would be more problems. And this isn't like a diet thing. This isn't a weight cut thing. This is a fact that a young MMA fighter has no coach and no veteran fighter telling him how to do things.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of common sense that she needs the coach, right?
1: <laughs> right, and when we were talking earlier, I suggested AACC, but honestly, there's a ton of gyms right now where if you're a young fighter in Japan, you could go there, and there's enough veterans to show you like how to do the right things. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I, like I said, she's going to go up to one fifteen. That's a. It's almost like nobody's in that division in Japanese women's MMA. Women. I mean. I rising essentially gave Kaneko Morato away because just like we don't have 52, kilo, we don't have 115 fighters. Right. That's why right. they don't even have that division. They're doing 105 right. and 125,
0: right? And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and exactly, so they only have Izawa and maybe Miki Motono on that division. Yeah. So, uh, I, I personally think she should actually even come to the states once she
1: hits 18. Oh, uh, Sakura? Yeah, Sakura. I think she might actually be 18 right now, but uh, just finished high school. Oh yeah, finished high school. We're on the thing to settle down, you know? <laughs> go move in with Mizuki and... Uh, we do that. <laughs> yeah, because I could put her into training with Jessica Underage and everybody yeah. else. We could all come to Vegas. <laughs> her grappling is very good. She's been doing jiu-jitsu since I think she was in middle school mm-hmm. or elementary school, elementary school, actually. So, I mean... She's part of that new generation of fighters we're going to start seeing emerging who's been doing jiu-jitsu since they were five.
0: I mean, this, I can tell you this right now. I'm going to reveal it. Like, about a couple of years ago, I heard about this girl. And one other guy, I won't say but told me that she's
1: already tougher, better than Kan Asakura. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a the only uh, issue I could think is she needs to start training somewhere else now. Yes. She needs a head coach now because no. her grappling is good, but what's her striking like? She needs someone that's going to integrate it all to make sure she doesn't have holes in her game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, she has to be an MMA fighter, you know, yeah. which she's not. And they need MMA coach to be a MMA fighter. Right, right. And then if there's too much noise and there's distractions in Japan, then she's just to get out of there, unless yes, there's absolutely. a plan to go to university. So that's, I think, I don't know, you know?
1: But I mean, if you're going to be a fighter, I would just go train. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it seems like it seems very obvious to me based yeah. off of what Shinya was saying and the way she's being promoted. Mm-hmm. Is that her parents very much want her to become a successful fighter that makes money doing that. Well just, the yeah, sponsor college. Sponsorship yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that. Then what
0: if with the sponsorship and she her sponsor is Sky Ticket, so she can always travel probably for free.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's just gotta make the make sure she doesn't uh, what piss him off like King Rena did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know if you can talk about that, but yeah, exactly, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean You're saying the fans some fans are saying that she is bitching us to-
1: but what about this other girl that he likes, Itsuki Hirata? Right. So, some, so as we say, Shinyaoki talks a lot. Yeah. And naturally, that means that there's people that like Shinya, there's people that don't like Shinya, mm-hmm. and people are accusing him of being a hypocrite because he's a very vocal supporter of Itsuki Hirata. He right. actually was. He's actually in videos with her. He's at her fights. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like he's angling to be her manager. I think so. He may have it already. Who knows? Right? But exactly. Plus, I mean. As far as one goes, but Shinyaoki and Ryo Chonin are the two biggest Japanese contacts for one in Japan. Right. Although
0: Chonan revealed that his contract was cut off six months ago, yes. he no longer works for them, but he's still
1: close. Right. He still has a ton of fighters in his own gym that exactly. was right there.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, uh, Itsuki missed weight mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Right. And she's free now as well. Mm-hmm. I and mean, she's training at Crazy Bee, which is technically free. Mm-hmm. And she also, I think, has kind of parents that are kind of a little involved in her and her brothers. Yes, like they had that problem in Deep Show, right? I feel like the last criticism about them not being let into the Deep Show was more about her mom flipping out right, than her flipping out. So, But in Shinya's defense, I think I kind of feel like the Itzky situation is kind of different. Hmm. <laughs> because... As I was saying earlier, uh, 1FC has a much crazier weigh-in schedule. Right. It's different. And and it's, he made weight what, right. two of the three times and missed the last time by like mm-hmm. very minimal amount of weight. Right. And, and she missed the weight only once, but Sakura missed it twice in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, it's you got to take into account fighting in Japan. You know that the Japanese promotion doesn't accept missing weight. No. 1FC allows you to miss weight, and they just make it a catchweight fight. Right, exactly. Right. I mean, it's like a Western style in that sense. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. So then, this let's talk about Itsuki Hirata in this one championship atomweight Grand Prix. They they announced the matchups, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And what do you think about seems, that?
1: Well, my what I think when I first look at it is, well, now I know who they want to win these fights. <laughs> of course, right. Obviously, right.
0: I mean, I can't like I can't believe they put He Ham and. Uh, Stamp Fairtex on the same
1: bracket. Right, exactly. So it's just like, okay, so what they want right. is they want the semifinals match to be Ham Sohi versus Stamp Fairtex. Right. And they want the semifinals on the other bracket to be Itsuki versus either one of those two. The Mingbo-Ritu fight is the one where they would, wouldn't would mind if either one wins because uh, Ritu has a huge social media presence. She has like the 300,000 followers on Instagram. Right, 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 yeah. That's I mean, if she wins, that's good for them because they yeah. want to go to India. Mm-hmm. And I think they want uh, Ming Bo to win, per- I mean, Bo Ming to win personally, mm. because little known fact, I mean, I don't know if it's little known, but she beat Whaley Zhang. Yes. So it's kind of a genius thing when I see is doing, I know it's very obvious to what they're doing. They have Ham Sohi, who's considered the number one ranked atom weight in the world. Right. And who beat the Ryzen champion. Right. On the other right. side of the bracket, they have Bo Ming who beat the UFC champion? And so, if either one of these two fights and loses to Angela Lee, they're going to say Angela Lee beat the person that beat Whaley Zhang. Angela Lee beat the person that beat Ayaka Hamasaki. Therefore, she's the number one Adam weight in the world.
0: Exactly right, and and, and in the process, they could still promote Itsuki as long as she makes it to the semifinal.
1: Right. So she doesn't get smoked on the first round, and, and well, really- it should beat. I mean she should beat elise anderson um i think elise anderson's there because she kind of looks like what they want an american fighter to look like kind of like the sage north sure. deals that they have mm-hmm. she's talented but i think it's better so i expect Itzuki to advance but i don't see it's beating beating mingbo i mean the funny thing if you look at this tournament a lot of the fighters are undefeated but most of them have less than 10 fights
0: exactly
1: yep. so he and Bo Ming stand out it's like Wow, these two have like way more fights than the other. And fighters. and the, the competition they faced. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hate to say this, but all
0: the fighters Itsuki has fought so far are fishes Yeah, and she knows. Oh, especially the last one.
1: So, just yeah, crazy. also is the last one. Yeah. But it's kind of also. I think it's going to be a great tournament. I really like this tournament, mm-hmm. the one FC put together. Yeah. But it's also kind of very telling. It's like one FC wants to go to Korea. Mm-hmm. They want to go to China mm-hmm. and they want to go to India mm-hmm. and they want to go to Japan. Right. Those are the strongest fighters in this yeah. tournament. And they they're doing the TNT and T show too, so why not yeah. throw an American girl or two? And right, it, it right. Makes sense, right. Right. Well, and plus they throw in a couple of cute girls, make it all nice, put Al Angela in. I'm sure Angela Lee, I'm sure Angela Lee will be American when they put her on the American broadcast. That's right. Yeah, she's and
0: Singaporean,
1: right? <laughs> she's, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. She won't be a Singapore Canadian. She'll be American for that one. But uh, I think I'm actually pretty excited for this tournament. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. cool. It's always great to see Ham Sohi fight. And I think a Ham Sohi stamp fight is kind of exciting. Oh, good striking bout, really Right, right, for oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, see this one too, you know. Plus, I mean, I'm just wondering, how much do you think th- – because Sakakibara said they're paying Han Sohi three to four times what they're paying what Rising Pater. Rising Pater is thirty thousand to fight, so that means Han Sohi's getting close to a hundred k for fight or whatever her deal is. Well, I mean, she could be getting a signing bonus
0: first of all, okay. and second of all, they could provide some a uh, winning bonus for this entire tournament, right? To begin with, essentially, exactly, so yeah. the money she earned has to be way higher. So. Maybe Sakayuba is not thinking per fight, but potentially the money that she could earn is just way more
1: than the that he can afford to pay her. I'm also kind of curious because there's been several points in her career where she's kind Mm -hmm. of seemed like she really heavily considered retiring, Mm -hmm. and uh, her coach is actually retiring now. Her coach is married to her sister-in-law. Yeah, exactly right. That was very surprising to me. He's the head of a very. He's the head of the MMA gym of Korea, like Mad. Team Mad is, like, the number one gym there, right? she
0: did get a really good signing bonus because Korean gym takes kind of big, hefty percentage. That's, <laughs> if that's right. why he's retiring. Who knows?
1: I'm just like, I mean, that's the gym that a Wonderboy trains out of, that mm-hmm. Dong Hung Kim trained yeah, out of. Yeah, it's a big it, it was the Korean gym. And so he's retiring, mm-hmm. and then she's apparently, she appears that she's recently engaged. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if this is kind of like a cash, get my last money, and then retire.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, I can... Talk about this. That one has given the so-called ambassador contract to some fighters, too, where right. it's, besides the fighters, they pay you like a yearly salary to be ambassador for one. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did sign her as ambassador as well. And that That'd would be, be really amazing.
1: smart. Actually, that would be smart, too. So, you know, they, again, have that, they have that other Korean girl, what's her name, Ga young Son or whatever, the girl mm-hmm. from the Terrace House. Yep. And uh, I think that's what was called. Was she called. Ter- she's on, Ter- she on some uh, Netflix yeah, show, sure. right? Yeah. And they've been paying her for years, and she hasn't fought. So I exactly mean, right? So I mean, so I mean, it could be, it makes
0: sense, right? If they did pay her some monthly, you know, salary mm-hmm. or whatever on besides the purse. So yeah, I think it makes sense that she's making three or four times more than that she was making in, You know. Yeah. So, but what do you think? Who's the favorite for this tournament?
1: Hamsohi, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I. Me too. I think so too. Right. So I mean, the only thing that might screw her over is I think Hamasaki made a very good point, and mm-hmm. that the messed up weight thing that they do, I won't call it messed up. I'll just say the very untransparent weight thing that they do, which is that she could potentially be fighting fighters that are bigger than her. Mm. Angela Lee is much bigger than much oh, Wey- Bigger,
0: right? So, but in terms of this tournament, I wouldn't be so concerned about that, though. Actually, you
1: know, I would think that Ming Bo, I mean Bo Ming, might be bigger if she bigger. fought Whaley Zhang. Uh huh. If <laughs> she fought Whaley Zhang, right. but she's not actually one hundred and five pounds. Where Itsuki is tiny, Elise Anderson's tiny, so they you shouldn't know, be issues. Really, really is stacked, you know, that's why she's
0: heavy. But when you actually see her, she's not that tall. She's not that big, actually. You'd be surprised. Interesting. Because I I, I thought, man, she could even make one. five. is my first Yeah, of course, she probably can because she's really muscular and stacked, but like size, tall in height-wise,
1: she's actually small. Yeah, well. Yeah, so, you know. I'll also say that while Ham is the favorite, there is a very clear blueprint to beating Ham. That's kind of like well-established. I feel like Hamasaki kind of mess, made a mistake in the last fight mm-hmm. and it kind of cost her the fight, which is essentially if you can get Ham Sohi down, she's not going to do much. No, exactly. She'll throw up triangles and she'll go for arm bars, but they aren't very skilled. And if you get her down, you can keep her down. It's kind of the issue with Ham. The issue with the last Hamasaki fight was she locked a triangle on Hamasaki and had it on for like three minutes. Like she mm-hmm. had an elbow on to the top of the head. And if I feel like if Hamasaki kept the fight standing, she probably would have actually won. But so the secret, if one of these people can take Ham down, they might be able to beat it. Yeah. So, so this is going to be interesting,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about the next topic, which actually a lot of people don't kind of forgot about. Is like Tenshin Nasukawa. It's yes. Last year, actually, in September, he actually talked about uh, leaving kickboxing. Right. Yeah, and he even said that um, he will have a less than 10 kickboxing fights, and he will move into uh, boxing.
1: I mean, nobody's really talking about that. Right? It's like people talking... About that in Japan, or not really, I think yeah. one of the big motivating factors for him is actually Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. I feel like he saw Conor McGregor leave him go to boxing and make a hundred million dollars, right? And plus, in Japan, um, attention is very popular on social media, very mm-hmm. popular on YouTube, but I can probably guarantee he doesn't make the money that Naoya Inoue makes mm-hmm. exactly right. The boxing is so, a different level of income, and boxing is actually, I mean. I know you mentioned this earlier. Boxing is really respected in Japan. Very respected. Yeah. A very high level. Like as far as combat sports go, I'd say boxing is probably the most respected combat this sport in Japan.
0: Kuma, which is the national. Sport. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> right. but yes, of course, yeah. That's why right. you're looking at the more higher level major corporation sponsorship. Yeah, I mean, right. in, um, right.
1: everybody knows
0: who now, you know, is right. So. Like, let me. I'm gonna reveal this because I knew this for a couple of years now. That I knew for the for years that the the rising had the long term contract with Tension. Mm-hmm. So that long term contract will expire end of this year. And in few years ago, both UFC and Wang actually wanted to sign Tension. And you uh, you might feel it's surprised for UFC to actually go after him, right? Because he only had a couple of MMA fights. But Sean Shelby said that he was very impressed with Tension's fight IQ. And Mick Maynard actually reached out to me and asked me for his uh, manager's contact info, which I gave to him. So I'm pretty sure they reached out to him. But of course, you
1: know, well, it's not super because they signed Gokan Saki. Exactly, I mean, they've right. signed straight kickboxers before. Right. So this is not the first time, right? It kind of makes right. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Then,
0: One wanted to sign Tenshin, and that makes uh, more sense. More <laughs> sense because they were doing the Japan show, and and you to be surprised. Actually, I was surprised that a Sakakibara actually gave him okay to sign with One. But with only two conditions. One, he still have to fight for rising to the end of a contract. And two, you just cannot fight in one Japan event. Every other event, go ahead, do it. But one insisted on a worldwide exclusive contract. So that was the last straw of Royal Camel's back kind of stuff. So that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, I actually heard from his you know coaches and people around him that tension feels MMA is a sport that so you really need many, many years of training and something. Right. You need- or learn extras, extras of techniques to transform yourself into an MMA fighter. But in boxing, from kickboxing to boxing, of course, it's another transformation, but
1: still, it's a little bit easier. And he feels yeah. he has a better chance doing boxing. Well, know? I mean, uh, makes sense because I remember what Tension actually said, I believe, was he wanted to do boxing. And then he wanted to do super fights with MMA fighters right. under kickboxing rules. Mm-hmm. So he kind of thought that he saw this new avenue for himself where it's like, hey, I can fight. Essentially, he said UFC champions. I don't think he understands that the UFC doesn't co-promote. But it's like, I could fight have uh, world champion MMA fighters in kickboxing matches while being a successful boxer. But um, I also probably think that but kickboxing is probably boring them right now. Who's there left to fight besides Takeru? Takeru, like? right. That's why they tried to make the Takeru fight
0: happen this year, because if it doesn't happen this year, it's never gonna happen because he's going yeah. to boxing, right? And uh, I'm actually going to a little bit farther into uh, the rumors I'm hearing that from next year, he's gonna be signing with the uh, you know, Take-In Promotion, which is a deep, powerful- uh, Which is when they work with yeah, you knowing eh? Exactly, right. And also yeah. Ryota Murata, which is another big name household you know, Japanese world boxing champion, and uh, you know, powerful uh, promotion like take
1: Yeah, I think they—they um, they also they have, a, they have a ton of world champions. And exactly right, they
0: actually and, have
1: like a. Well, I think you're going to mention this, but um,
0: right, and yeah,
1: the yeah, they have what i TV deals.
0: Yeah, I, I heard that uh, taken might even give him a, a title fight right off the bat, which is a Japan title fight, which is a great way to
1: promote tension, right, right off the bat. Given a title fight, you know, but the so fun I was actually,
0: yeah,
1: go ahead. You might know about this more. That seems very in keeping with kind of Japanese boxing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the U.S., the norm might be, hey, give the guy a couple warm-up fights, build him up to a title fight. Where Japan, at least the Nao Inoue model, was get this guy a title as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and then get him to another level. Again, him the Japan champion, make him the Asia Pacific champion, make him right. a world champion exactly. as quick yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, here's another point of view is that even though you're a Japan champion or Asia-Pacific champion in the boxing, you don't make better money than rising. actually. Uh, it's You can't really support family with that kind of fight person. Oh. But for Tenshin's case, if he goes into boxing, I can expect him to score bigger sponsorship than Ryota Murata, you know, which is on national TV commercials and stuff like that, because he already have a side of
1: games. And he's going to make a lot of money on corporate sponsorships. So he doesn't have to worry about the fighters. You know? Well, I mean, what boxing? What the whole thing is—the top card makes what probably over ninety-eight percent of the money. <laughs> Just like once you're main eventing these pay-per-views, you're gonna make a fortune, right? And but, he has a potential to do that. And he can. He has a name in Japan already, right? So if he, it's also he's young enough, and it's also kind of the smart business move because very smart, right? With the Mayweather stuff, he already went. He was training in the U.S. Um, was he training at a what was he training at? Was he training at uh Freddie Roach's gym? I don't remember where he was training. Yeah, for a little bit. Right. And then I think Vivian May actually went. She was his English translator.
0: Oh, okay. But, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: but, um, uh, it's, it's a smart move. Yeah, yeah. And he's because, I mean his coaches are really
0: uh into looking at the overseas training environment. Yeah. He goes there, you know, a couple times a year and yeah. check out. So I can see him doing pretty well in boxing,
1: you know. Well I mean Kickboxing has a definite ceiling, I feel like, the, and um, financially, reward-wise. Mm-hmm. And boxing is just another level over here. So.
0: Oh, yeah. And exactly. And let's say, theoretically, if he cannot fight Conor or
1: UFC champion of boxing, he could still do another super fight in Japan, which would make him a lot of money. You know? Plus, I mean, you get the impression, like, Tenshin wants to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. He wants to be that level of celebrity. Like, you watch, like, Ayaka Hamasaki interviews, and she's just like, I want to fight the best in the world. I don't care about being on YouTube where tension is like styling his hair. He's doing yeah. stuff. He's doing collaboration videos on YouTube. He wants to be a famous superstar. Right. And he's just, and this he is the next just
0: a YouTuber though. I mean, he's really a household name too. You know,
1: Oh, um, as far as rising participants go, mm-hmm. I would say that he is the most known name he has from to. when I talk to casual people. Yeah, he has to be right. Yeah. With diehard MMA fans, it's Horaguchi. With just casual fan based tension,
0: right? And you know when Tenshin has affairs, that will hit the major Japanese national magazines,
1: right? <laughs> but yeah. when lucky like, yeah, affair, probably not. You know, kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, my wife was T Masakura Kana on that one, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: it was probably every female, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. But will you blame the young boy that kind of popularity.
1: I will say that the pictures they released of him with the round girl were very unflattering pictures.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I, I'm hearing that you know he gets approached by like even the actress and stuff like that too. Like oh, no
1: but, which I cannot I mean, sure, but, you know, so if if Yachi's dating an actress <laughs> Tenshin's got to be being approached by him. Oh, well, yeah, of course.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. See, he's that kind of a level. So he's on the exactly. variety show and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure he has some more than a few celebrity friends, you know? Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. So so this is going to be interesting. If, if the Tenshin versus Takeo, if that doesn't happen this year and that's it, then that's my prediction.
1: You know? I also think it's actually a good um, leverage point, too, though, for K1 to make the fight to happen. Exactly, because tension's yeah. like either make it this year or it's never going to happen, right? And so, kind of puts the pressure on them to make it happen,
0: right? And and why not do Tokyo Dome show, right? Because it's it would be nice to do that for the Japanese fight sports, oh, yeah, right? yeah. Because it never really big show never really
1: happened for a while now, and so plus if- with. You Coronavirus, know. when that's over, people are going to be starving for a big event to go to. Oh, yeah, exactly. And my guess is that Olympic
0: won't happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that will replace that, right? So mm-hmm. I hope I hope this will happen, you know? Me too. Yeah. All right, so that's it for today. I, I was hoping that we can talk about that, the change of ownership of the one
1: promotion, but I couldn't right. get news yet, so maybe we can yeah. talk about that next time, you know? I just wanted to do one quick little thing on sure. um, Deep and Deep Jewels both had their amateur tournaments over the weekend. Oh, they're yeah, both, it's the Future King tournament. Yeah, they're both searching. Deep is searching very hard to find the next generation mm-hmm. and just news because amateur tournaments don't so make a lot of news. Uh, Itsuki Hirata's brother won. Yep. So he looked very good. And Seka Izawa, her older brother and her younger brother, won. And so it's kind of these little dynasties are kind of emerging right now to kind of keep it Izawa's. Eye brother and sisters are good too then yeah they both won yeah they're one of them's it? a personal trainer she, one of them is her personal trainer
0: uh, i think uh, many fans in north america hasn't realized that but this girl izawa maybe one of the girl who is
1: close to ufc you know i mean it's kind of crazy in her second pro fight she beat mickey Matono.
0: right
1: and then she had a grappling match last weekend or two weekends ago Sumi- Megumi, sugimoto. Megumi sugimoto who's uh abe's wife from right. AACC, and she just murdered her. It was like watching like a snuff film. It was, it
0: mm-hmm. was like,
1: oh, cause Megumi Sugimoto was a high ranked wrestler in college.
0: Right. But she's and, smaller
1: though, no? Yeah. Well, yeah. she's a little bit small. Yeah. She is smaller. She's, that's true. She's 48 kilo. Right. But, um, Sekizawa, I was sitting in the press section. She was warming up the entire event just mm-hmm. in the hallway, just working right. out, warming up. I'm like, Oh, this is an intense lady. And then she just came out and, uh, First off, she was like fourth ranked in the country in both judo and wrestling right. at one point in time. And just like, oh, I'm gonna trip you to the mat and strangle you in 48 seconds. <laughs> That's no, like, that was
0: pretty impressive. And oh, uh, yeah. I, I'll tell you this, that if, if UFC is doing Asia Contenders, that, yeah. you know, they're planning on doing it, I, only two fighters I would recommend
1: is her and Tatsuro Taira that I mentioned, you yeah. know. Plus, I mean, you know, she's a graduate student. She's really smart.
0: Exactly. So she's kind of an
1: interesting person. Right. She's very outspoken on social media. So I think mm-hmm. she's trying to promote herself. So I'm excited to follow her career and kind of see where it goes. Right. Exactly. So I mean, are you ever going to do an interview with her and stuff like that in the future? Already have. Already have. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got her. Yeah, she's living in a found found out. She's pretty hardcore. She's living in a $300 a month oh, yeah, Tokyo apartment. That. Right. Yeah. Which to find an apartment in Tokyo for $300 must be like a box in a wall right. somewhere. She said the uh la- the uh, laundry machine is actually outside the building. Actually, <laughs> so, I mean, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen yeah, so that. I'm just like, oh my god! Like, did you take so, a photo
0: of her apartment? I mean, I mean,
1: were you I'm there? Not, no, like, I wasn't probably. over there. No, no. But she, yeah. uh, I think she's definitely very into training.
0: And yeah, I'm telling you, then her and Sakura should just come to Vegas live yeah. with Mizuki.
1: <laughs> you gotta think about it. Like, Mickey Matono is a very high ranked judo fighter. Ayaka mm-hmm. Kamasaki, very high ranked judo fighter. Mm-hmm. Megumi, uh, Megumi Fuji, very high sambo and judo. Never, though, have we seen someone that's both Both, wrestling and judo. And yeah. she also did sumo. That's actually <laughs> very tough.
0: Yeah, know, so, I mean, bottom half, right? Oh, so,
1: yeah, so I don't want to, I know I, you wanted to kind of stop it, but I just wanted to put in the fact that. There's this badass emerging that needs to be paid. Attention. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, let's. We can always talk about her. I mean, she's very interesting. Yeah. And I'm very interested. I already told Sahiqi hey, that I'm interested in her. You know? Plus, the whole graduate school angle is very, very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides her, I think the only person who went to graduate
1: school and made it to UFC was Mizugaki. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And oh, a legend right there as well. I mean, Mizugaki right, is right. amazing. Plus, he's doing the whole uh, on he's he's not kind of a Naoki's like senpai kind of thing right now? Yeah, he is. And, uh, yeah. yeah, because Naoki
0: works with uh, uh, Tenshin Nasakao's actually strength and conditioning trainer who understands the boxing well. Mm-hmm. So Mizugaki also trained with Naoki on striking, but he's more concentrating on, like, scrambling or close fight rather oh, yeah. than distance striking, you know? So we oh, kind yeah. of assign coaches to the different categories. I mean,
1: Mizugaki's yeah. fighting everywhere, so, I mean, can't ask for right. a guy a better experience. Right. But, I mean... I think Izawa's – back to Izawa, I think her brothers looked good, but she's by far the standout. Oh, really? Okay. I, and, I have um, to think her brother too, but yeah, she's a standout. I didn't see the video. There's uh-huh. there a bunch of mini tournaments. One of her brothers won his tournament. I think it mm. was in the lightweight division. Okay. And the other one made it the top four in his division. Mm. And so – but I think she's by far the standout because I, I don't think they did as well at judo or wrestling as she did. Right. So her he just, dream was actually to be an um, Olympic athlete.
0: Yeah, that's why I think it's better for a 115 girl to come to the States already because they're not getting opponents, you know, so they can't really keep themselves yeah. active, you know, unfortunately. The and, benefit
1: is the two – they only have two – the two straw weights that Deep Jewels has are both very good. Kimo is a very good fighter, mm-hmm. and their next fight is whoever wins that needs to go to the UFC yeah, or prepare least. to go to the UFC. Right.
0: Or, I mean, at least the Rising, but even though you go to Rising, if they can't bring in foreign fighters, it's not much competition there for girls. Oh, well, that's what it's
1: going to be. They'll essentially go to Rising and they'll just have to fight a constant stream of foreign fighters that are brought in. Where Seika is always grappling, it's so good that I would like her to go see developers striking a little bit.
0: You know, what I'm kind of. a you, perfect don't fighter, have to, come to work with Mizuki and Jessica Andre. I yeah. mean, that's the kind of girl she needs to work with.
1: I mean, we can even have her move to Vegas. She can nerd out and read books with Roxanne. Exactly. She can. <laughs> the girls, Japan's top team in Las Vegas. Then yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Away,
0: they exactly. could
1: all live in what, they could all live in Sterling's attic. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I got to talk to Ozzy about that because
0: he's <laughs> concerned that you know <laughs> so yeah. we're not really cleaning the room well. So.
1: Oh, well she's got to be careful now. She's uh, sleeping in the attic of a champion. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> but you know it's not that hard to find a place to live
0: in I guess, as you know and i think it's oh, just we
1: got their apartment and they're all waiting for the visit to be approved you know also i mean just having access to like the pi institute for like oh, diet yeah. and yeah. things There's like dreams. that would be amazing exactly right mm-hmm. and there were more than few gyms with the good fighters and and mm-hmm. you know good coaches now, the interesting thing about izawa though is i spoke to her and she made it She's an interesting person. She's, she's not the typical fighter athlete. She made it, she kind of made it the point that she wants to stay in Deep Jewels and fight in Ryzen to promote Deep Jewels. But that might just be like a young fighter's kind of like aspirations before they realize I'm tired of living in a $300 a month apartment. <laughs> Maybe, but well, and um, who, who knows? I think her degree is in teaching. teaching. So she might want to become a teacher. So. Right. Or get a teacher's license at least, right? Yeah, to exactly. That her life is okay after the life after fighting. Uh, my whole point would be you can do that after your fighting career. Exactly. And Make I think hay while the sun shines. Sometime
0: down the road, I would have to explain to her that she can promote Deep Jewels in UFC. <laughs> you know? that's what, I mean, Izuki's still the strawweight champion. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so like I mean, that. yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to see her develop well next, you know, even by the end of this year. and. Mm-hmm. If they can't really make her active, I would have to really convince Aiki to get her into the UFC, at least the contenders.
1: If they're doing Asia
0: contenders,
1: you know. I just there's just no 52. I mean, the only 52 kilo fighters in Japan, 115, aren't in deep jewels. I mean, Emmy Fujino is in pancreas, right? And no one else fights the division anymore. They all drop to atom weight,
0: right? I mean, Emmy Fujino. I mean, like Mizuki fought her how many times? Kind of stuff. Like you always well, have exactly, those, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, let's do that. It's a good talent, and I'm really looking forward to see her. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So let's wrap this up. It's a one hour exactly. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> all right, so we're we'll talking two weeks, Charlie. Good, good. All right, talk to you then. Thank you. Bye bye.